I am unashamed. What about you? You know what the number one thing I've heard in my life, Al, is? People say, you're smarter than you look. Are you okay? No, I'm really not. I feel terrible. I see how excited you are to have me here. Oh, he's so thrilled. Baby, you complete me. I see that. I can feel it. Oh, love is in the air. I've, I've been under the weather, and I'm not, it's not that I wasn't excited to see you. Oh, I'm excited to see you. That has never changed. Love is in the air on the unashamed set. Now, for uh, the core group of our listeners, we were doing bonus time. In your time, it'll be four days from now. But in our time, it was about five minutes ago. <laughs> and I was trying to think of a word. I was telling a story about Miss and I being in Israel and how these people had gathered in the name of the Lord underneath the peak of a mountain in a cave where there was literally no civilization. Just, And I was, I was trying to think of the word of what they established. And then I heard a voice. <laughs> I thought it was an angelic voice from heaven. You said, didn't know she had sl- I saw her slip in. She, she's in my eye line, but you didn't know. You were said, locked into your thoughts. She just couldn't help it. Yeah. She saw me struggling. She always struggled. She said, monastery. I didn't say it like that. Well, I, Golly. It's like I attacked you. Welcome. Am I not your helpmate? You are my helpmate, man. You complete me. Jerry McGuire says, Oh, we roll it. Oh, we are rolling. Oh, we're rolling. And we have Zach, yeah, too. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, we're in it. We've added I wouldn't s- miss it for the world, Jace. <laughs> it's like a front row seat, Zach. That's <laughs> just watching. The way that. these podcasts go, you know, the last podcast, it was just me, Phil, and Al. Yep, and, which is uh, kind of the original, the original we three. Some, we needed some help. We did. And now we have everybody. We have everybody. <laughs> We had the we had the word of the day, Zach. When you're not on, we always add to Jace's vocabulary, which he did good, because you're not here to add the big words. What was the word? Diaspora. I thought it was an ailment that you contact in another world, or perhaps something you apply to an ailment. But I was wrong. But then it's actually diaspora. We, I realized that. Yeah, well, I had been mispronouncing it all these years. I called it diaspora, but diaspora, which, of course, is the scattering of people, which went back to the scattering of the Jews originally. We actually used it in the context, though. So Jace's, we're adding to Jace's vocabulary. First Peter 1, you know, the, he wrote, he was writing the letter to those scattered. But I was having trouble yeah. getting that uh, restaurant, uh, and it slipped my mind. That should be the word of the day, but I can't remember that restaurant. That they scatter and they smother. I kept thinking of that. Uh, the wa- restaurant that they scatter and s- say what now? Waffle House. The waffle. They scatter and <laughs> smother <laughs> your food. That's the clues. <laughs> Wow. They take your eggs. How do we not get that? They take eggs. (laughs) So obvious. It was so obvious, Jace. How did did we miss that, Missy? I have no idea. Uh, Welcome to my world. You haven't. I've only been there once, and I actually went there with Bubba Watson. uh, Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, we went to the Waffle House one night. We we Bubba has a strange culinary taste. He said, let's go shake this Waffle House up. So I got some eggs, and they said, do you want them scattered or smothered? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I never forgot it. Scattered and smothered. I don't know what I'd say either. Scattered and smothered. So, Missy, welcome to Understand. Thank you. It's always good me. to have you back in the house. You slipped in like an angel. Provided well, that monastery for Jace. Well, I was I was gone for a while to Tennessee with my kids and new grandbaby and, and Maris. And so when I got home, some things had happened when I was while I was there. When I got home, I said, Jace, I, I have something I'd like to talk about on the podcast. And he didn't even ask me what it was. He was like, okay, yeah, well, let's, let's, I'm going to call Al and tell you, you can come on. Like, you don't, you don't even know if it's worthy of discussing or has any validity whatsoever. He's like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. We'll have you on. So here I am. So yeah. give us a. Well, he didn't say you complete him. He did. He say said that. you complete him. I figured, him at the beginning, babe, whatever so. it was, 
If it's coming from you, it had to be good. So that was what I was trying to. Well, that's nice. I hope so. I hope See, so. we always like having you on because, you know, all of our listeners know that, that Jay's tells a lot of stories on here. We all know that, you know, they're not saying that they're not all completely truthful, but they're based on a true story. Yeah, they're kind of like size. There's, you know, I they're could based. be wrong. Some of the details <laughs> might have slipped my mind. Right. And so we know kind of like you're, you're the truth. You know, you set things right. You know, that's why we like having you on the podcast. Well, so some of the stuff I'm going to tell you today, you're going to actually probably question that they're true, but they are true. And thank you for calling me. <laughs> I'm a truthful person because I I saw some things that happened this past weekend that really scared me for our country and for my grandkids. But um, it just so happens that, you know, this book my book that I wrote with Brave Books, Because You're My Family, when I pulled up my phone, my memories on my phone a year ago were me with your grandkids at my house. Which we actually had doing, you on the podcast, and you you wrote the book, Yes, right? you told, yes. You told us the name of it is Because You're because My Family. Because You're My Family. family. And, right. and so I didn't have, like, Maris wasn't there. She's a tiny baby, and um, they don't live here. And so I asked, could I use y'all's grandkids mm -hmm. to come over and they live right down the street and we have a relationship and they were just precious. And we just did some, some marketing stuff with them, played some games that are in the back of the book. And they just, and this is part of a series of books, right? With brave books. And right. so they asked me to do this book. What is so, the theme of your book? The theme of my book. So it's like, it's a series of books. And so the, the reason that it's a tiger with two lion parents is because he's adopted. And that happens in a previous book. It's all kind of continual stories. And it's based on what's called Freedom Island. And um, Alex's kids loved the map. I mean, they were all over the map where you can find where each story setting is on the map. There's sword fighting. There's pirates. There's It's just it's really exciting adventure. My grandkids story. love books. Yeah, they love yes. to be read books. Well, this one is more on the sweet side, and it just fit, you know, our family perfectly. And what we're doing as a family, we have a lot of um, adopted, you know, kids in our family um, between all of us, the Robertsons. Then we also have children who are just kind of grafted in. That we're the United Nations. Of <laughs> yeah, have, you know, from we have all different skin colors, all different backgrounds, all different accents. So it was just really a good fit for our family for me to do this. And because it mirrors what the Lord has done for us. And it's about forgiveness and unconditional love. So I just love it so much. This book will never change, no matter what happens in the storyline around it, because the Father's love never changes for us, and, and and forgiveness will never not be there for us. And so I love it. Well, what I'm getting at is it's one year ago today, yet tomorrow, that this book is going to oh, come out. Thank you. Well, this was the anniversary. Happy anniversary. anniversary. Yes, yes. So one right. other thing before you get to the other stuff, uh, who are some of the other um, authors? authors? Yeah, because it's a really interesting lineup of people mm -hmm. that have written books. Well, they're kind of models. Are, they take. They get people who are famous, right? Right. They co-author co yeah. with some famous um, people who actually already have a platform yeah. so that they can get this out. And it's based on conservative Christian traditional values. Right. And they put it in such a fun, non it's like non-controversial way right. when you read the books. They're just precious. They really are. So like you could read these in like the public library, for instance. <laughs> Well, I'm yes. saying it because it, the the spiritual qualities are subtle, right? Very subtle. In fact, the word God or Jesus, church, they're not in mm -hmm. the body of the book. Now, in some of the activities in the back, there are. Yeah. But um, and I said this on the first podcast about this book was that one of my friend's daughters is a teacher at a public school, and she was like can I read it to my kids in my classroom? I was like, actually, you can, because it doesn't talk about God. How sad we are yeah, to be in this state where if it doesn't talk about God, yes, you're free to read it to your children. But it is godly principles and family principles. And so it's it's perfect for but you like teachers out there. But after it's over, because they made a little, it was my favorite part of the book, they had a little cartoon character of you. 
which oh. I thought was really cute. What's in there? I, I know. It's... And then you would like, you know, throw some spiritual nuggets. Yes, yes. And so there some are, Bible verses. Here it is. So see, there's a little cartoon character of me. Yeah. But there's some little spiritual nuggets and activities and games in the back that kind of help you implement and help your children understand about forgiveness. Because forgiveness goes both ways. As children, we have to forgive our parents, mm-hmm. too. There's many times where I've asked my children for forgiveness. It's right. not just about our children disobeying us. It's about us as parents making the wrong decision and going back to them and saying, look, my bad. <laughs> I should never have done that. And so forgiveness goes both ways, and, and the book addresses that, which I think is so just you, amazing. You did use a scripture reference on the last I did? Point. Yeah, it says First John 4. Oh, yes. 10 and 11. All about love, I was yes. in First John last podcast. Mm-hmm. In well, this is love, not that we have loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Yes. Loved. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Well, it's a pretty good message. Yes. It's easier said than done. Yes. But yes, that's the message. So anyway, one year ago, this came out and another year anniversary was right as this book was coming out. We got the phone call about AK. So that's been a year of our little um, one that we challenges blessings lots of different um, adjectives i could use there but i'll i will refrain yeah but we're in a we're still in the process i guess we've kind of our uh our role has changed a little bit we're now kind of like the godparents or grandparents i think we're more 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 like grandparent figures to him so yeah we just saw him last night. He's doing amazing. Yes. He is precious and perfectly healthy and happy and doing fantastic for everybody who has prayed about this situation for the mm-hmm. last year. Thank you. It's yeah. um it's been amazing. Keep praying because he's it his story is not over. Right. It's not finalized yet. Right. Well, what we learned just through this process, these first two or three years of a baby's life are way more important than our Realize as they're developing, I mean, they're in a safe, secure, loving environment. They're, the, these moments are critical for a baby's development and growth as their brain is developing. And so that's been our goal. And it's, it's been great. I think, too, um, when you have your own children, you don't really think about that as much. You know, you're raising your children in the way that you think is best. And, you know, we were going to parenting classes at church and doing all that, but it was a normal way to raise your children. Then a couple decades later, <laughs> you're, you're, you're given a baby dropped out of the sky, and all of a sudden it takes on a whole new meaning of it's not just, this is not normal. So everything we're, we were doing, we were rethinking, overthinking, uh, overstressing because once one thing to raise your own children, it's another thing to raise someone else's. Like, are we doing this right? And so that, I think, has been one of the biggest challenges. And then you realize, you know, you're being questioned, you're being judged, you're being, you know, like, are, how, why did you do it like this? Like, look, we're doing the best we can with somebody yeah. else's child. <laughs> you know, we didn't ask to do this. And so I think that's that's been difficult. One of our longtime sponsors keeps is trying to help us keep our hair, Jace. Well, when I play a game, which I because I like to compete, yeah, I like to play for keeps. Hmm. So when it comes to hair, you like to play for keeps as well, don't you? Yeah, that's where I was going with that. I was oh. trying to help you out with your cheesy jokes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Zach, it takes a village. Zach, you and I just tend to wear caps more because I, I do have a little bit of a ball spot there in the in the middle. What about you? Are you mm-hmm. keeping your hair? You're the young- yeah. I'm keeping mine, but it's it's moving back. the The front part's moving back. Well, and, and I've seen some of the before and after results of this. It's pretty impressive if you if you look at the before and after results. It's incredible what you can do with, with if you take the product. And what they what they really try to do is they, they try to aim, especially for you guys out there that are listening to young guys, because obviously this can start when you're young, before you're 35. Um, and so what they try to do is get you to, to get to tackle this early. They have a clinically proven, FDA-approved hair loss treatment. It's available online, uh, can prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, uh, take better care of the hair that you have, 
They have a medical provider. It's going to help you find the right product, uh, personally uh, develop your routine that works for you, uh, come straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. So if you have questions, you have a medical provider 24-7. So if you're ready to take some action, you can join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. You get a special offer when you go to keeps.com slash door. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. Keeps.com slash door. And Jace, you play for Keeps. It's interesting because we were we've been studying first and second Peter in this stretch on the podcast and one of the key verses we studied was first Peter three fifteen. Set apart Christ as Lord, always be prepared to give an answer uh, for the hope that you have. You know, when, when someone says well, you know, do you have hope? And so you're prepared for that. But do this with gentleness and respect, you know, with a clear conscience. So it's interesting in a way, that's exactly what happened to you guys. You think of that as someone asking you to share the gospel or you know, tell me about that, but sometimes it's like a real-life situation that you're faced with to show hope mm-hmm. in another scenario in a, in a way. And I never thought about that till this conversation. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different ways to be prepared you know, to give an answer for hope. And I to, felt inadequate. And to in do it with gentleness process. and respect with the clear kind. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I there are different ways to apply that uh, passage. And I hadn't thought about that till this conversation, that it may be more than just an answer mm-hmm. in a conversation. It may be a life-changing mm-hmm. situation. And just, just the fact of people even now questioning and the, and the judging of what we did and the right. decisions that we made for the right. past year – like, I can promise you, like, we would have done things differently. We would have done yeah. things differently with what if we knew what we know now. Yeah. But going back, we have that clear conscience. That's right. For what we did know at the time, we took everything very seriously and made the best decisions and invited the people that we thought would help us into our circle at that time. And so we have no regrets, of course. I think that's why that starts with set apart Christ as Lord. I mean, Christ is your Lord, that guides your principles. Our formula is we're going to do this for the Lord because we believe everyone, obviously, is created in the image of God. Everyone deserves a chance at at life and to be safe and loved. And so, uh, and then we were going to do what's best for him. Well, when, you know, when you're, when he's not your physical DNA, you have different issues and programs and things that are trying to help that side of the equation. You and competing interests as well. Legal yes. systems. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so there's a lot of decisions to be made. And, uh, and obviously you need help. And right. so we, you know, there's been some fabulous families that yes. have helped yes. us. And uh, you become real close to these people. But, you get attached to him, and other families get attached to him. So it the drama level because and, people have expectations all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. So. And you're dealing with something that's completely unknown. That's There's right. the road has it's it's not a dead end. You just don't know where it's going to end or how it's going to end. You you're not sure really where you're going, or so it's very difficult to just say we're going to do the best we can, no matter what comes up. You know, it's, it's a it's, difficult it's, venture. It's one of the things that, to me, is, is you talked about earlier, you said, and I know we'll get more into this discussion, um, it's one of the things that's one of the most unfair accusations to me against the pro-life um, folks, which we all are, is that, well, you people, you pro-life people, you only care about the birth getting them here. You don't care about what happens. Well, they're not talking about me. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, just watching you guys and being a part of this over the last year, look, it's such an unfair uh, accusation because we do care. Yes. (laughs) You know, I said that, uh, we were doing an interview. We were supposed to be about our show and, uh, but it turned into just this issue about kids and protecting them. And because Missy the other day said she was listening to a secular, uh, show, these people are not even Christian based, but she was giving me some stats that like foster children are 
Is it 20 times yeah, more? No. Oh, hold on. Let me uh, tell you, it right. Give the, give the stats. <laughs> this is why we like having you on the podcast, okay. Lizzie. So I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say that this Dr. Laura, she's been around for a long time. She's very direct. She's a clinical psychologist. And I love listen to her, listening to her. But she, she, when she talks about this, it helped me put into perspective about how, how hard we had to fight to keep AK safe. And that I, when I started questioning about how do I'm, I'm trying, I'm making other people angry or mad, I'm not, it's not my job. It's not my job to keep everybody happy. My job is to keep him safe. And so she kind of validated some of the stuff, but some of the stats that she gave just Saturday on my drive home, Sunday on my drive home from Tennessee, she said, babies in foster care, children in foster care are 10 times more likely to be sexually abused. And I thought, oh, we saved him from foster care. So that has that has his his um, likelihood of being sexually abused has dropped. So, but children who are raised by a single mother with a live-in partner are twenty times more likely to be sexually abused, and it's because of the different. It's not because of the mom, mom. It's because of the people that she allows in because they need help. These single mothers need help, and they're insecure about themselves and. So that's that's the part that we're going to have to look, you know, helping helping move forward is that aspect of it. And so then she also she also said the protection of you have to think about the protection of the child over making the adult feel good about themselves. We're not doing that. We got to we got to protect the child in yeah. at any and all costs. And when you do that, you make adults angry. You know. Well, my point was she wasn't doing that to you know. She was she was just giving those stats in the world. That's, that, yeah, that's just these facts. are just facts that we're trying to, you know, navigate. Of course, we want him to grow up and be an ambassador for the Lord and go to heaven. And so, but also these these facts are staring you at the face in the face. So that's why you are protective. And uh, I mean, I've said many times throughout the past year, not on my watch. You know, it just I feel responsible. I feel like God placed him in our care and so we have to make difficult decisions about what's next in the process yeah mm -hmm. and which is what we need culturally is more people that feel that sort of responsibility mm -hmm. towards all lives because those facts are lives mm -hmm. those lives are then lives that affect other lives and i go so, back to the church the church needs to be responsible for this exactly. and not the government and so that's why we asked you as an elder we asked other elders mm -hmm. to come over and to just really help us in this next it's been a year this next phase of his life right. and passing him on to a family that had been involved in his life you know especially early on and they have him now and we are able to see him regularly i get to keep him mm -hmm. this weekend you know so we're we're fulfilling fulfilling that grandparent role and hopefully we'll be able to to do that for a long time in his life that's yeah. the prayer so yeah. And that's what you, that's what we pray for and we expand that. And that's what the pro-life movement has to do. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a fulfillment of, of protection of life. Yes. little text here, Matthew 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change... And become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty powerful stuff. No, it's a, and it, it's a great point, Dad, because it, that's another one of those issues that I hear people say. A lot of times on kind of the yeah. liberal theology side of Christianity. So, well, you know, Jesus never really dealt with the life issue. I hear him say that because you don't read the word abortion in the text. And I say, oh, no, he did. Just read that verse Dad just read. Well, I'll take it further. Missy smiled at me because uh, we were in, you know, you have a lot of meetings when you have this uh, role and you have a kid that's not yours. And uh, I guess on two or three different occasions, I just said I need to say something in the meeting. And, of course, they were Zoom meetings. And I went through not just that first part of Matthew 18, because Matthew 18 has become really uh, close to my heart during this. And 
I proposed something that I, to my knowledge, I never realized. You know, he, he goes on to say, whoever in verse 5 welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me, which became our theme verse for this venture. But yep. what I didn't notice about Matthew 18 is when he got down to verse 10, and this is where people get the idea that, you know, people have guardian angels mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm not saying that's what he's saying, but it is an interesting verse when he says, see that you do not look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. And I do believe they have representation. Mm -hmm. God has always uh, wanted to protect the innocent. And, you know, one of the things that in the Proverbs where it says there's Six things the Lord detests, seven that he hates, or one of them is the shedding, shedding of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is then Jesus uses this same parable that he used uh, in Luke 15 about why he was eating with tax collectors and sinners. But in this context, he actually uses it, uses it for protecting a, a little one or the innocent. And he says, What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier that one sheep, about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. And I had never realized, I just, you know, when we got to when I got to this parable, I just assumed, oh, he's going back to why he's eating with tax collectors and sinners. But in this context, I found a lot of comfort in knowing that we're welcoming this child in the name of the Lord, and we don't want him to wander off or be lost in circumstances that he can't control because he can't do anything about it. Yeah, he's he's helpless. He's innocent. That God's concerned about him. That's exactly right. Let's take another break. But I really, I don't know what y'all think, if you've ever even considered that to be the meaning of that, but it sure seems that that was the context. So in that line, I would, I'd like to tell y'all what happened this past weekend, because it involves children and, and with my book. Yeah. So, um, because it makes me even more angry thinking about it like like that. I'm sorry, I'm angry about this. And I think it's going to, it's going to, it's going to take Christians getting angry about this for us to actually stand up and do something about it because it's our nature and what we're taught through the Bible to not be confrontational, not start fights, don't start factions and dissensions and be part of that. Which is true. But when we are faced with total untruths and what our children are being attacked with in the public school systems and in the community, that's a reason why books like this, we have to get them. To the families and families need to know about this. So what happened this weekend, and I'm just going to tell you, I, I was not up to date on all of this. So I went in kind of blindsided about it. You were, do, you were going to do an event for, for yes. Brave Books. So what happened a few weeks ago, Kirk Cameron came out with a book with Brave along the same series, and it's called As You Grow. And it talks about some of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, and gentleness is what he wrote with Brave Books, and it's about the sky tree and building your life and even going through bad things in your life, but learning how to deal with them with the fruits of the Spirit, which is fantastic, fantastic book. Great illustrations. So he started um, doing a tour with libraries throughout the country, just reading his book for free, inviting people in the community. Public libraries? Public libraries. Okay. And started getting canceled. And people started pushing back. Well, which, that just, which I'd been hearing about this. I did not. I, I'd heard about this a while back because basically he had he had uh, there had been a few stories about this because he had he had called and I mean he had set up through the libraries to do a reading and they were canceling and what drew attention to it was these same libraries were doing drag store drag queen 
or transgender story hours, right. but wouldn't allow him to read his book. That's what drew my About attention. love, joy, and gentleness. Exactly. So so <laughs> I just want to mention that, that I had recognized Good. I'm, I'm glad. And maybe I, our I audience knew about the story, is so. more well-versed than Look how this closely parallels when Matthew wrote what he wrote in Matthew 19. Little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples, the disciples of Jesus, rebuked those who brought the children. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. I would not want to answer to God for hindering children to come here back. That's right. I would not want to answer that. It's amazing that closely closely parallels what just went down with y'all. That's a good point. Yes. So so they had they asked me to join Kirk and read my book and gave me a list of places where I would, you know, if I could go. Well one of them was right around Nashville. And I said, actually, I'm going to be in the area visiting with my new grandbaby, and I'll be there for a few days. I would love to be a part of something like that. So drove to Hendersonville from our farm in Tennessee on Saturday morning, and they asked me to be there early because they wanted to go through security measures and all that. And I thought, hmm, it's a little strange. It was a public library, but okay. So asked me to be there at 9 a.m. That The event started at 1030, and I thought that was a little early, but... I obliged, got there about 8.45, cold, rainy day, and it had been beautiful the whole week before, like in the 70s and 80s, beautiful in Tennessee. So I thought, there's not going to be a big turnout for this, sadly. I was wrong. I pulled up at 8.45, and there was a line all the way out in front of the library. People are standing under umbrellas, in their raincoats, holding their children. And y'all had another... Uh, guests there too. Yes. So also Bethany Hamilton, if you'll remember her from the movie Soul Surfer, she her arm was bitten off by a shark. Yep. She still surfs to this day and competes. Um, but she wrote a book also called Surfing Through Fear. And it's another book with Brave and it's about overcoming your fear through adversity. So it was going to be Kirk's book, my book, and Bethany's book. Bethany is in um, Hawaii, so she asked her friend who lives in the in the community of Hendersonville, Riley Gaines, to read her book for her. And tell us who Riley is. Okay, so Riley Gaines, <laughs> if you know her from the news, she was an NCAA uh, star athlete who uh, excelled in the women's sport of swimming, but was beat out by Leah Thomas who is a biological man. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she was there, and Bethany asked her to read her book because she lives five minutes from the Hendersonville Library. where she grew up. So I got to meet Riley. She is precious. I love her. Yeah, I've seen her do some interviews. Yeah, so she said, I'm so glad to meet y'all. She said, my husband is English and grew up not, you know, the whole hunting thing is foreign to him because they're not allowed to hunt in, in England. And he found Duck Dynasty and just loves it and is in awe of the freedoms that you that we all have in America, all this stuff. Big it fan. It was funny when you told me. She's <laughs> like, she asked, I mean, he asked his wife, he's like, I mean, they how, they do that there? <laughs> just just from Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Except he called it Duck Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, he's coming up here because he wants to meet you. So he, he's a super nice guy. So precious couple. So they're there. And the, the lines are forming, the lines are forming, lines are forming outside. And so um, what happens is, and I'm not going to go through all of this, but what they started doing was they put out um, the American flag is outside of all these public libraries. Everyone gathers around hundreds by this point of people and that we do the we put our hand over our heart, say the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the Star Spangled Banner. And then we all sing God Bless America. And Kirk kind of goes through the foundation of our country. And the monuments about, um, and I'm, I'm not going to get all this right, so look that up, because I think he did a whole movie called Monumental, and yeah, it's about did. the monument yeah. that founded this country. And I learned a lot by listening to him. And he had a, he had a bullhorn shouting through the rain and hundreds of people standing in front of this uh, library. So he said, the library is about to open up in about five minutes. So you're going to be able to get in and get warm. We're only going to have to have get a, a few hundred people in a conference room at a time, but we're going to get y'all in through these different readings. So just be patient with us. So we go in to do some 
videos, marketing videos for Brave about, you know, use certain codes and you get a percentage off and things like that. And they had a set up in the this beautiful library part. You can see the depth of the library behind us. Multi-level, gorgeous library. And so Kirk and I are standing there and we're trying to do these little promo videos and there's just a lot of noise happening. And I look at one of the Brave team and I was like, I'm talking, I just stop. And I was like, we're going to, that's never, you're never going to run this because of all the noise. Can you ask them to hold their voices down? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. So they walk over there, ask them to hold their voices down. So we start over. We start talking again. So are these people in the library? The library staff. The library's not open yet. Okay. All the people are standing outside, yeah. all the attendees. The staff, yeah. The okay. staff okay. is behind the desk. All right, hold on a second. Let's take a break. So the staff is behind the desk. So I look at the Brave team member again, and I said, I, I don't think they're getting the concept of, like, don't talk while we're doing these videos. So they walk over there again, and, and I have no clue at this point what's going on. I just think, you know, we do a lot of reality TV. We're not on a set. Pe- yeah. People just forget. We're in their space. You know, they mm-hmm. forget yeah. sometimes to keep their voices down. So we're asking them a favor. So at this point, they're, they're just not. They're slamming books together. They're kicking cabinets. They're clap. They're hollering out loud. And I was Didn't like... you say playing loud music? That, that's coming. But yeah. I mean, they haven't done that yet. Well, well, a guy in the background walks down and one of the brave team members says, hey, can you ask your staff to hold it down? And this guy yells, hey, you're not supposed to be here anyway. And Kirk fires back and says, yes, we are supposed to be here. And at, at that moment, I thought, what, what, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, little, there's a little tension for some reason. And I, I just, again, I wasn't aware of all of the things leading up to actually being there that morning. There had been a lot of pushback. And so we took a break and I got kind of up to speed. And the deal was when Kirk, when they when they scheduled to have this function at the library, there was so much outpouring, great response from the community that the guy that was running the library could not believe. He was like, whoever y'all are, y'all must be great because this is the the most response we've ever had from a public event like this. This is going to be awesome. Whoever this Kurt Cameron guy is. Yeah, so he didn't know who y'all were. <laughs> so so Brave corrected him for my understanding. Well, he finds out who Kirk Cameron is, and that's when the pushback began. From them. And from, from them. Them. And he started a campaign in the community to shut it down without – officially canceling it because then he knew that wouldn't be good for their library. So what happened in the next few minutes really showed them they were trying to disrupt what was happening. And uh, so we couldn't get our marketing videos done. And Riley, bless her heart, hers was next. And I stood in there with her. Kirk left. (laughs) I realized, you know, they say when you come into trauma, you either you either fight your flight or your freeze. We had one of each. Kirk, Kirk walked out. I froze, and Riley took him on. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought, what is happening? They started blaring music and from behind the desk. And she just was like, this is ridiculous. So yeah. she stopped, walked over there, and said, can y'all please just turn this music down? We're just asking you for 60 seconds. If you'll just give us 60 seconds, if you can turn that music off. And the lady said... Well, I just, I'm not one that can make that decision. I don't have that authority to turn the music off. I was like, no one's in the lot. It's not even open. And so that's when I turned my camera. She said, oh, and then she said, um, we're just trying to look for things to deal with our stress. Stress? What stress? It's not even open yet. Mm. We're just standing there with a camera doing a marketing video. That's when I turned my phone on. I started recording. I was like, this is this is blatant and ridiculous. So for the next 60 seconds or so, we tried to push through Riley's video, and they were hollering and laughing and banging books and really disrupting. And she walked over and just kind of took them on. 
And I have the video and I've asked her, she said, please send it to me because I want to use it too. Because I thought, this is what it's going to take. I froze. Later, I'm always the one that thinks, oh, later, I should have said, you know, stress doesn't, it just requires kindness. If you would just be kind, it would eliminate your stress. Jesus was, was all about kindness and love. And I started going over things in my mind like I should have said. But that's what I do. Riley walked right over there and did it. This is, this is the verse that came to mind. And I know y'all have been in First Peter and Second Peter. But First Peter, in First Peter 5, 8, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That is the verse that came to my mind because even though I have a lion in our book and the Lord refers about the strength of lions, but he's also, Peter's talking about the devil right here and about how he prowls and how he is ruthless and, 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 well, they're driven to shed innocent blood. They sneaky. I yeah. mean, he's sneaky. Schemes, he yeah, yeah. Strategy. Because if there is anybody that can be a prey and be more vulnerable than a child, That's there right. is not. That's right. And so they're they're trying to take children out and their families at public libraries. Are you kidding? And that's because they don't want them to hear about the unconditional love and forgiveness of family that those are taught by us and written on our heart by the one who created us and loves us more than anything else in the world. And then how to relay that with fruits of the spirit and then how to overcome your fear to achieve your goals and to, and to become what God wants you to be. They're thwarting those messages. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that they were, pro- what what they're protesting. I mean, you're there to help kids and put, yes. put God-like qualities. Let's take another break. Here's my take. At least, at least be, you're supposedly a public square, at least be fair for both sides. In other words, okay, so you're open to the other side, whether it's the drag queen or the whatever, the trans books. So they're free to come and share in this space. Exactly. So why is can't you at least be fair that the other side would have an opportunity? Well, Obviously, especially when you invited them. That's what I'm saying. Then when their you, answer is no. No. In other words, you, your side can't speak here. The other side Even can. though we invited you. <laughs> Even though you've been invited. Now that we've done some research, <laughs> yeah. we... We don't like your wholesome values. We can't uninvite you because that would make us look bad. It's kind of what's going on, you're right, in the whole culture, the whole nation. It's like the idea is in these supposedly public squares, your side can't speak. Yeah. You you know, it's you can't speak. It's really an attack on 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 freedom of speech. On freedom of speech. That's what it is. Conversations. Because this should at least be a free speech issue. I mean, like we always take into heart, because like you said, Dad, it really is about much more than that. But at the very, at just a cultural level, that was a huge attack on free speech. I mean. Depravity is a dangerous thing. So a couple of things that really hit me. At first, I was just kind of shocked because I was like deer in the headlights. I didn't know that they had battled this beforehand. And so I was I was just kind of taking it all in. I was impressed with Riley going ahead and taking them on, but in a kind way. She just called him out. She's like, this is ridiculous. Like, y'all are acting like children. And we're just asking you to act like an adult. And let us finish this. Give us 60 seconds. We'll be out of your hair. Because they had us move to a conference room to do our readings. And I could only be there for the first round. They had two rounds scheduled. And I could only be there for the first one. But when I left to pull out of the parking lot, there were hundreds more people down the sidewalk, down the street, hold in the rain, holding their children, waiting to get in. Some of them never got in because we just ran out of time. But a thought that I had was not only were they rude to us, you know, okay, they don't like our values. So they're going to be rude to the three or four people that are there with the cameras. They were super rude to their entire community that lived there in Hendersonville, Tennessee, because that is a public library, and they could have invited all of those people that were standing out in the rain to come and form lines inside the library, down the aisles, Mm -hmm. sit on the ground. And we weren't even reading in the library part. We were down the hall in a conference room. They wouldn't let them in. They made them stand outside in the freezing cold with their children in the rain. 
At a library. Total rudeness to me. Oh, And this is not in California or New York City. This is in Nashville. People are moving to Nashville or in the surrounding areas to get away from this stuff. So this, to me, it scares me even more, knowing that it's not just happening in, quote, liberal areas. They're coming for your kids. They're coming. Yep. That's exactly right, which is scary. They're coming for my grandkids. My grandkids live there. Right. They're coming. And we have to be do our due diligence and protect them just as hard as we protect. We protected AK this past year. We've got to look at our kids and our grandkids and protect them just as hard from the dangers of this world. And it makes you wonder, Missy, because, I mean, I don't know if, if that was a decision made by, is that, I mean, who these people were that run that? Is that... Was that some sort They're of paid by the city? It's a public library. I don't know, and it makes me wonder because because it seemed like that they were doing that together as a group. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all participating. So you, you well, were... and something else too that kind of stuck out, which maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm angry. <laughs> they wouldn't come out and do it to our face. They were hiding around the corner. I never saw. I never saw most of their faces. They're hiding around the corner and doing it to where they can't be seen, but they're still disrupting. Like if you have a problem with this, let's come out and let's talk about it. But in this case, I mean, it was even down to a, to a local level. Local level, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder. I, you just wonder. I don't. Know, who knows if that was just one person making a decision and they're all just kind of going along with it? But, uh, there were there was a lot of noise. I mean, but that was so. a. I mean, fundamentally, at a at a. I mean, the Constitution says we have a. First Amendment right to free speech, and that was violated, no doubt about it. No yep. doubt. Under that circumstance, so outside of our our just right to be able to, as you know, that mm-hmm. and you're right. Well, that, I'm going to tell you this on the flip side of this. Okay, so we've talked about the negative. I want to talk about the positive because Kirk read his book, super fun. He's jumping up and down, pointing to illustrations on the screen. They're loving Kirk. I get up after it and read because you're my family. I have a hard time reading my book without crying. <laughs> just going to be honest. It is an amazing story of unconditional love and forgiveness. And when you mirror it with your with the Father and with what Jesus did for you, it's hard for me not to get emotional. And and of course with our with my own children. Well, I look out in the audience, mothers and fathers are also crying. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm listening and you cry because I have a hard time not crying reading this book because it's so precious. And and the kids love it, but the parents love it too because I would call out like you know, when we run, when our children run and hide from us because they are afraid of getting in trouble, we do the same thing with our Father in heaven because we don't want to disappoint Him because we're ashamed. We run and we hide, but He is there every time with His arms open, welcoming us back because of His unconditional love for us. Is He disappointed? Yes, but that will never stop Him from loving us. And that's the premise of this book. So I look out and I see the adults. They're teary-eyed, and I just go into Jesus. I just go into talking about what Jesus did for us and how no matter what we do, His blood can cover all of that. And if we are in Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. That's what makes us powerful. That's where we get our strength. We have God walking around in our bodies with us all of the time if we're in Him. So it it was a wonderful way to be able to share the message of Jesus. And then Riley got up and read Bethany's book about overcoming fear. And the kids just get all excited about that. You're talking about somebody who doesn't have an arm can still win competitions. And the Constitution of the United States fully says without any kind of uh, freedom to practice your religion. Which you guys did. Anywhere. Which was good because the people, so the people out there they outside, loved it. they never knew any of that other stuff. They either, never knew what happened. They're going to know now because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to tell them. And the reason, this is the reason, not because we're, we want to start some fight. They've already started it. Right. We, need to, we need to make sure that our voices are as loud or louder than theirs right, because yep. it was a very few of those people in the library compared to hundreds, and I'm trying not to exaggerate, but it could have been thousands that came that day. And those are the ones that want the best for their children in terms of what the Lord has written on their hearts to give them. And it just takes a few loud, obnoxious, immoral people to try to put a damper on that and stop it. 
And we just can't let it happen for the sake of our children. We have to stand up. So that's the reason I said I want to come on the podcast and share this because Kirk has more on his tour. He's still going to go around the country and do some of these readings. Go. Look it up. Look, I'm, I'm going to, when I get, I've asked them to give me his schedule so that I can post it on my social media. If you're in the area, go to these, stand up and just listen about the fruits of the spirit and how to be sweeter and kinder and use more gentleness and goodness and faithfulness and, and huh, self-control, you know, use those godly principles to raise your family and to live out your life. For you. Well, and look, and it, you're right, because it says something when there's lines around the block wanting to come and hear books like this, as opposed to those other events. I'm telling you. With the sick, disgusting things that happen. And those are usually behind the parents' backs, by the way. Right. Which is not cool either. That's exactly so right. So technically, I was right the whole time. What? When you said, I, you said, I want to be on the podcast, and I said, yeah, come on, I'm sure it'll be good. And you said, you don't want to hear it? I was like, no, I'm positive it'll be good. So I was right. That's fantastic. So the premise of this podcast is, Jace was right. Jace was right. Just waiting on the magic three words so we can move on. If only he had been wearing a shirt that said, I could be wrong. <laughs> Not today. Because dad says, on the back of that shirt, it says, but I was probably right. <laughs> and then what you say that yeah. on the back of the shirt says, but I was probably right. I was just bringing up a little humorous well, moment. Well, can, can I say, go to bravebooks.com? You can. Go to bravebooks.com. And I think they're having some promos. And I think if you put in Duck Wife, you can get like 20% off. Is that off. your nickname? one of them. Maybe I feel proud. That's right. I'm a duck wife. She's a duck wife. Put in Missy and for another 20% off too. So, but um, look on there and and you can start, start this whole series with your family. What's your, what's your social so they can find Kirk's thing on there? Missy duck wife. Missy duck wife. There you go. On, on Instagram. Don't go to mine. I'm still currently (laughs) being hacked. Don't buy any computers from Jace. And don't buy. They're hacking on you, Jace. They're hacking on you. (laughs) Jace is hacking and someone is hacked, Jace. So there's both of that's going on right now. So. All right, we'll see you next time on Unashamed. We're gonna we're gonna have an overtime. I have no idea what we're gonna do, but <laughs> if you want to follow us over there, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.